Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Irish Knicks Fan Podcast where we talk about beer, basketball and business and not necessarily in that order. I'm your host, Brian Evers, so let's get right into it. In this episode, we're going to talk about the big win that our guys had against OKC the other night. Tibbs, I owe you an apology. And then in the second half of the episode, I wanted to go a little deeper into something that I call personal inventory, why I think it's important, especially as you're working towards becoming the best version of yourself. So buckle up and let's go. So first off, the elephant in the room. Yes, Tibbs, you were right. I was wrong. The guys needed a bit of a rest. And we went into OKC the other night and absolutely annihilated them. Our three-headed snake, RJ, uh, Randall, and Jalen finished the game with 84 points combined. We had a big game from Quick off the bench with 18 points. And just an overall fantastic team performance from top to bottom. And it was one of those games that was just such an enjoyable viewing experience as a crazy Knicks fan. Again, I know last episode, I've listened back to it a couple of times. I apologize. I feel like in hindsight, it was 25 minutes of me shouting into my mic. Um, But I do think there's some merit to what I said, and I stand by it. Um, But again, to see the guys play with the kind of urgency and joy and just intensity that just was clearly lacking over these last few games Tibbs, there's a reason why you're an NBA coach and I'm just sitting here podcasting about our guys. So um, let's run through a bit of the box scores. Uh, our guy RJ, uh, welcome back. We missed you. Um, we He finished the game with 25 points and eight rebounds. Uh, he actually hit three three-pointers and at one point had not missed from deep, which is a big improvement on where he's been up to this point. Um, Again, it says a lot about him as a player and as a person that even in these away games, the away announcers have been actually, you know, rooting for him to shoot his way out of this shooting slump. And I think there was a genuine sense of relief from all involved when those started falling. And Randall had another incredible game, a bounce back from a subpar performance against the Suns finished with 25 points and 11 rebounds. That is a double-double. And he was an absolute force of nature, as usual. I just find it so entertaining that every time he touches the ball, you can just see the defender wilting, just they know they're about to get absolutely pummeled. And uh, he's just unapologetically massive and plays even bigger than his... 6'9", 265 pound frame would suggest. Uh, Honestly, there's times where I just think he's looking like skinny Shaq from the magic out there um, with a a lot more skill. I know that's kind of blasphemy, but um, yeah, no, Randall, again, I know you've had your struggles. I know that I've been critical when I've felt it necessary, but I'm so happy to see that you're playing basketball with joy again and that you're really just reminding people that you making third team all NBA two years ago was not a fluke and uh, that you are an absolute, like the beating heart of this team. 
Um, now, the the other big mention that I wanted to kick off the top of this episode with is that Jalen Brunson, Mr. Consistency, Mr. Big Show himself, matched his career high with 34 points, 11, re- or 11 assists, uh, was an absolute menace all night long. Every time he touched the ball, you, you thought that he was going to make the right read with the right pass, or anytime he attacked the basket, it just felt like everything was going in. He had the Midas touch, and honestly, it was fantastic to watch. I mean, he prides himself on setting the tone. He prides himself on leading by example, and he couldn't have done a better job of that against the OKC the other night. Now, as I mentioned, Quick had a great, uh, great performance off the bench with 18 points was hitting some big shots. Uh, honestly, his his three-point shot looked a lot more fluid than it has recently, and he just like looked up for this game. Uh, again, collectively as a team, we looked supercharged, we looked focused, we looked bought in, and everything was clicking and in flow. It's like if you look, if you re-listen to the last couple of episodes where I talk about enough bricks being thrown up there to build a house, uh, that everything just being so disjointed, discombobulated, and just like completely out of sync. This game was the polar opposite of that in every possible way. And it's not to say that the OKC came in and lay down either. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander had 30 points and at times was just doing things that were just outright outrageous. And then there was also Lucas Dort, who is kind of a 3 and D guy for them, but has a little bit more skill than that, finished the game with 24 points. And then Josh Giddy, the Australian phenom, phenom himself, uh, finished with a couple of points shy of a 20-point triple-double. So this was a competitive game, even though we had managed to maintain a cushion a double a double digit cushion for most of the game it you know this uh, this ultimately um you know maybe it was a little tighter in the end than it needed to be i mean the the commentators did mention towards the end of the game itself that the okc thunder are always going to push you right until the end they're not going to play the score they're going to just you know they're really going to give it their all regardless of the situation and really if they you know if you're not a hundred percent focused and locked in they're going to catch you and and they might embarrass you when you think you've had the game won so to watch our guys set the tone early i mean for example rj having a huge dunk and um, you know a couple of minutes into the first quarter where i thought oh shit he really is back and then for you know the three-headed snake to perform the way that they did and just the team playing in sync for each other and the way that we know Nick's basketball can be played, uh, it was just great to see. And, uh, you know, I can't overstate how much I think RJ needed a game like this to reinstate his confidence and to remind the rest of the league that he is a force to be reckoned with and that he should be getting some all-star buzz as well as Julius and Jalen. I, I think that it's if we continue to play like this between now and the All-Star break, uh, one of our three-headed snake needs to get the call-up to the All-Star game this year. Um, 
obviously we're not going to get all three, but to see some Knicks representation on that on that weekend would be absolutely amazing. Um, but again, it was just such a exciting game to watch. Um, was never really in doubt uh, to watch the people that we have fought for and that we have shouted about and that we have been on this roller coaster with so far this season come out and finally play at the level that we've been waiting for for a couple of games uh, and and you know get rewarded with the win that was you know it was it was special and yeah long may it continue we have a game against the blazers on friday night and then we're playing the grizzlies on sunday uh, i think ja is going to be back for that game too so kind of funny to um to have things come full circle and uh for us to finish out this week kind of where we started the season uh and again uh just to mention too on a slightly separate note i had mentioned before this five this five game road trip that if we could win three out of the five games that that would be a job well done we've now done that you know it's 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 no mean feat to to play the teams that we have over this last week or so and to win more games than we have than we lost and to actually have put up a pretty decent fight uh, in every single game bar one i mean it's it's a good indication of where where things could go i think that hopefully we'll look back at some point you know deeper into the season at to this specific five game road trip and say, say jesus that was really the turning point they unlocked something there they 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 built some fortitude and some chemistry there during that road trip that's now served them uh, on this big amazing run for the rest of the season uh well fingers crossed anyway but what an incredible performance what an incredible win i couldn't be happier and uh yeah when we come back i'm gonna talk a little bit about personal inventory and the power that it can have on your life especially when you're in pursuit of the best possible version of yourself. So I'll be back shortly. And we're back. So when I think of personal inventory, a couple of things come to mind. Um, over the last couple of years, I've become a lot more cutthroat when it comes to where I put my energy and my effort. And if I feel like that's not being matched by the other person, whether it's in a platonic situation or otherwise, uh, I will cut you off so quickly and I'll feel no doubt, no guilt and no hesitation about it because after years of endless, circular, one-sided relationships, uh, platonic or otherwise, where I was putting in all the effort and getting basically nothing in return, I've realized how important it is to value yourself to the point where you won't allow those situations to arise, but also to like ration and prioritize your own happiness, your own energy, your own focus and attention, and to only give them to the people that 
actually deserve it. The people that are lifting you up, the people that are supporting you, the people that are encouraging you in the pursuit of the person that you're trying to become and the things that you're trying to work towards. I think that the type of conversations that you're having with the people in your life can tell you a lot about the role that they're playing in your life. I mean, we all have those friends that when we meet up with them for a coffee, we know this is just going to be a moaning session, that they have a lot to get off their chest, a lot of fingers to point, a lot of blame to absolve themselves of, and that you know that for the next two hours, your only function to this person is to be a sounding board for their misery and that you walk away from it feeling like you just went 10 rounds with a heavyweight boxer and that you actually realize you got nothing positive from that experience. You know, we've all kind of been in the many, many situations in the past, I'm sure, where when you really think about it and you stopped reaching out to certain people and you stopped making the effort and you stopped being the first person to take that step, that you probably wouldn't hear from that person. That you probably wouldn't be invited to that event. That that group that you felt some kind of sentimental or kind of nostalgic attachment to from a different time in your life that that like you know that if you did not continue to make sure that that tether still exists that they probably wouldn't even notice your absence. That there's going to be many events that we've all, there has been many events in the past that we've gone to where within five minutes we realize that these are not our people anymore. The common ground that we've went, that, you know, that we established at some point in our past no longer exists. And that they just don't see you for the person you are today or the person that you're striving to be. And within about, you know, five, 10 minutes of arriving, you wish you would have stayed cozy in your apartment instead. Uh, I know this might sound a little conceited and maybe even slightly elitist, but my call to action here, my thing that I'm imploring you to do is to protect yourself and your energy and to only invest that time in people that want to be there for you, that people that with people that see you for the amazing person that you are, that like the kind of conversations that you'll have that will leave you like hyped and happy and just almost like feeling like you want to dance down the road because you had such an amazing interaction with that person or that you feel that deeper resonance and and like you know that the time that you spent with these people has you know is time where you were seen and time where they really appreciated your time your effort and your opinion that you basically put yourself in a position to get what you deserve not just from yourself but in terms of the standard of treatment by the people around you. So when was the last time you looked at your phone 
all those kind of dead WhatsApp threads or all the contacts in your phone from throughout the last few years, when's the last time you did a bit of a purge, a little bit of a clearing out? I promise you it's one of the most cathartic things you can do to just remove some of that weight uh, that's tied to the obligation you feel to make time for those people that actually don't deserve uh, a place in your life. Um, you know, personal inventory to me says, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like you are the CEO of your own life. You can hire, fire and promote accordingly. So I don't think there's so much, there's, there's a, uh, there's a thing as like too many friends, as long as those new friends are adding value and seeing you for who you really are. I don't think that there's anything wrong or that you should have any guilt when it comes to cutting people off that no longer are adding value to your life. And if anything are being a drain to your energy on a consistent basis. And if there are people in your life that are just that little bit more, you know, in line with kind of the person you're trying to become and are always the first to take the opportunity to encourage you and to be there for you and to get excited with you about the future and, you know, creating memories together and doing all these amazing things. I'm not just talking about platonic or sorry <laughs> like romantic relationships either like there's there are friends in my life where it's been solely platonic always but I know that at various different points in their life I probably played a more significant role than their significant others and that there can be a beauty to that, that, that I think that, you know, on a tightly, a slightly different tangent, I think that I've always believed that some guys in particular were very guilty of this, where, um, we think with what I'll call the other brain and, uh, we get so caught up in this infatuation with people that, uh, we, we kind of bypass what could have been an amazing friend, an amazing business partner, and like a twin flame of sorts. Like we, we, we overlook all of that possibility and all of that potential because, oh, you know, God forbid they, they, they didn't have romantic feelings for us. So we got our feelings hurt. You know, like, I think that's just something that a lot of guys, including myself have been guilty of in the past. And I'm trying to be kind of a lot more, aware of the fact that like you know regardless of who it is like people come into your life at specific times for specific reasons either they're trying to teach you some kind of lesson and and they'll continue to create that chaos in your life until you learn that lesson and make a different decision maybe they're meant to be in your life to unlock certain things about you and who you're trying to become and like they make you look at things from a slightly new perspective or maybe they are meant to be cornerstones of your life and that your whole life feels like it doesn't, it hasn't even begun or it hadn't even begun until you met that person because you can finally feel like all the pieces fit. 
Like there are obviously different levels to the connection you're going to have with people and that you're not going to, you're not going to be, you know, twin flames with every single person that you meet, but you also don't need to put a thousand percent effort into people who clearly are very passive about your existence either. So I would implore you to really have a think about, about that tonight. Uh, think about the amount of people that you are trying to make t- time for in your life and honestly ask yourself if you weren't putting in that effort that first step that like initiation phase if you weren't doing that would they be reaching out to you ha- are they matching your energy are they you know are they making you feel like they really respect and appreciate and are grateful for the place that you have in their life as much as you are with them? If the answer is no, make a few cuts, you know? Are there things in your life that you are putting time into right now that don't serve you? Like, could you watch one less episode of something on Netflix and get a little bit more sleep, for example? Um, Are you spending countless uh, hours you know just you know playing playstation or whatever instead of maybe listening to an audiobook or you know even picking up the phone and actually making you know time for those people that actually are invested in you and do want to see you succeed and and like would absolutely love to hear from you maybe the two hours that you spent playing fifa last night you could have reconnected with somebody who's always been rooting for you. How many times have you decided not to go to the gym and gone to the to the pub instead? And don't get me wrong, this is a podcast about beer, basketball, and business. I understand how like that allure of a good night in the pub with the right company and, and a few points, even some quiet points by yourself, as long as it's, uh, you know, only one or two while you're listening to a podcast or whatever. I understand that there's a time and place where that can be valuable, but what's more valuable in the long run is it consistently making it to the gym and making that time for self-care and self-improvement and getting stronger and fitter and healthier or the amount of times you've skipped the gym to kind of, you know, take a cozy corner in the pub and get a few points of Guinness. So I don't know. I just, I guess what I'm trying to get to here with this whole segment is I think we can get very stuck in routines uh, I'm all, uh, definitely a big uh, culprit for this, whether it be, you know, what we're spending our time doing, um, what kind of food we're eating, what kind of routines we have, what kind of t- people we're spending time with, what kind of topics we're talking about, what kind of actions we're taking or not taking. These are all things that, you know, can very easily, um, you know, become things that don't serve us and that you know time moves fast and all of a sudden you look up and you know that one missed workout means you haven't worked out all month or you know six months have gone by and you feel like you actually haven't had a single conversation with somebody that 
is not just surface level and all of a sudden you feel like you you know you're lost you know it's it's like there has to be a certain level of accountability and ownership to to really ration your time your energy your effort in in areas and and people that actually deserve it and you kind of have to get to a point where you're pretty cutthroat and unapologetic about it too because you deserve it you deserve happiness you deserve to feel fulfilled in your life and in the interactions and when you really have a think about the relationships that are central to your life you you deserve to feel like these are things that serve you and that you know that are that there are people and places and things and actions that are kind of currently kind of in place to be vehicles towards that next chapter to 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 push you to become that next the next best version of yourself to challenge you and make you think in new ways to ultimately just give you no choice but to become the best possible version of yourself and to exist in this like higher frequency in an environment that allows these things to flourish and you can't do that if the only thing you're focused on is making other people happy or sticking with that toxic and you know just brutalizing (laughs) like relationship in your life platonic or otherwise that just seems to take 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 so much more than it actually gives to your life you know or to that job that is causing you so much stress and anxiety and to the environment that you're putting yourself in constantly where you feel lost and misunderstood like so much of this when it comes to taking a personal inventory is just about making better decisions and you know actually taking things like self-care seriously actually prioritizing your happiness and your overall level of fulfillment and making that a bigger priority than people pleasing or you know this codependent need uh, or, or like codependent feeling to need to feel needed or wanted to always be the one with the answer to fix everybody's problems or to do whatever there comes a time where you have to just say no like this is your life and you are about to take it to hot new heights and to places that you've never been before you're going to challenge yourself in new and interesting ways you're going to put yourself in a in an environment and in a set of circumstances that force you to rise to a new level of output and and just overall consistency and execution and you deserve you you owe it to yourself to only surround yourself with people that are paving the way and giving you the space to do that the way I look at it is it's input and output, 
right? And if these people, these places, these things, if they're if the if it's output and it's just draining you of all of that greatness and you don't actually have the mental, emotional and spiritual energy to actually push forward because so many of these things are weighing you down, then you have to make changes. But if you get really selective over where that time, energy, effort and attention are being, you know, being sent, and you're only in this situation where you have the blinkers on, you've blocked out all relationships that don't serve you, you've blocked out all distractions, and you're solely, singularly focused on this next big, amazing chapter of your life and the the version of yourself that you will never ultimately realize, but but that you are in pursuit of because the beauty is in the pursuit of becoming that person and you're surrounded by the people that are actually going to help you get there, then you're on the right track. So please, have a think about this tonight. And as I said, as cheesy as it sounds, you are the CEO of your own life. Hire fire and promote accordingly because you deserve it and you and you owe it to yourself to you know to be all that you can be so with that said guys uh, that's today's episode um, and until next time let's go Knicks <laughs>